The Monster Fever Eye Show was the first podcast to be broadcast from the moon. Wait, I mean it was the first podcast to be broadcast at the moon. Take that, moon! Googly moogly. <laughs> Is it Monday again already? Well, that means it's time once more to sully your ears and dirty your headphones with the Monster Feet Variety Show. Podcasting from my bedroom in Toronto, Canada. I'm your host, Carrington Vanston, and I've got one leg that's longer than the other. Two. listening to the monster feet variety show we apologize for the inconvenience it's time for a new segment on the monster feet variety show everything i ever really needed to know in this segment we explore life's little lessons and how sometimes just sometimes we learn them in the most unexpected places this week we turn the microphone over to bernard Plunchandle, prisoner number 2566027 at the maximum security ward of king's island penitentiary and now, the Monster Feet Variety Show is pleased to present everything I ever really needed to know I learned in prison. Whatever you do, don't get sent to prison! That was everything I ever really needed to know I learned in prison. Tune in next week and we'll learn another of life's little unexpected lessons when we hear how everything I ever really needed to know I learned when my legs were amputated in a Guatemalan field hospital. You're listening to the Monster Feet Variety Show. Stop it. This is the story of me and my hotmail and my penis. I put the internet on my computer and I got a hotmail. At first, I liked my hotmail and I would tell everyone I enjoy my hotmail very much. They would laugh and I do not know why. But then, my tragic secret was revealed. Someone sent me a hotmail telling me they knew my penis was too small and they offered to help me with that. I did not know this person. He must have been told about my unfortunately sized penis by my girlfriend who I loved once in high school. My secret was known to the public. You can imagine how shameful that was. But worse was to come. The very next day, I received more hot mail from more people who all knew that my penis was too small. I do not know how my girlfriend, who I loved once in high school, was able to tell all these people so quickly. What could I do but feel shame? I went to a store with windows you cannot see through and I bought a pump. I pumped my penis for two days. These were two good days. I did not do anything but pump my penis. I did not go to work. I did not use my computer to investigate if I had new hot mails. My two days of pumping were successful and my penis increased in both length and girth by the guaranteed minimum of 5%. I was happy but sore. After the application of liniment, I sat tenderly at my computer to investigate if I had new hot mails. After I typed my password with my newly strung left hand, you can imagine my shock to know that more than two dozen people had taken the time to write to tell me that my penis was still too small. What could I do? My girlfriend, who I loved once in high school, had obviously quit her job too and was traveling the country in a Winnebago as she always wanted, but for some reason at every roadside stop she would tell people about my unfortunately sized penis. The country knew about my penis. My only choice was to have a surgery. I was thankful to learn from a commercial on the internet that modern medicine had advanced to the point that it could cure my penis of its smallness. I let the doctor cut my penis, and he put in a piece of another penis. This was painful to do. After seven months of very delicate physical therapy, I finally returned home with my new penis that had another penis in it. I enjoyed my own bed and my own kitchen. And then I investigated my computer for new hot mails. I am sure I do not need to tell you of my sadness when I found that there were more than 100 hot mail from people who still thought my penis is too small. What does the internet want from me? 
So now I raise my strong left hand and I say, no, I do not care that the internet thinks my penis is too small. And I will not investigate the hotmails about creams and pumps and pills for my penis. I do not care that my girlfriend who I loved once in high school is making the world laugh at my penis as she enjoys popular vacation destinations in her Winnebago. I do not care anymore because I have a new hotmail that tells me I have been chosen to help a man in Nigeria bring his money to America. Ha! So soon I will ride the road to financial freedom in my own Winnebago. And you will see me on a commercial on the television and you will want to be me and a doctor will take a piece out of your penis. And you will send me hotmails to say sorry and I will not investigate them. Because I will be too busy with my new girlfriend who I would love more than once. And I do not see why the internet is so popular, it only hurts people. And that is the story of me and my hotmail and my penis. They say if you sat down a million monkeys in front of a million keyboards, they'd eventually write the script to Hamlet. The internet's pretty much blown that idea out of the water, huh? Things that you didn't know that you didn't know. Did you know that after scoring a top 10 hit with Never Gonna Give You Up in 1988, Rick Astley sold his career for some magic beans? Did you know that the correct way to pronounce the plural of Sucka MC is Sucka's MC? Did you know that Faith Hill has a traditional English pub in her hair? Did you know that the monkeys used to hide backstage and play all the instruments for the Beatles? Did you know that rapper Eminem almost got his big break 20 years earlier when he was originally cast as the candy in the movie E.T.? Did you know that They Might Be Giants is actually a warning label that the band was ordered to put on their albums after they accidentally stepped on more than the four fans permitted by law? Did you know that if they're not cooked properly, Hootie and the Blowfish can kill you? Did you know that Lisa Left Eye Lopez of TLC got her nickname because she has two left eyes? Did you know that David Bowie has a shell? Did you know that Casey Kasem was revealed to be over 100 years old when they finally cut him open and counted the rings? Did you know that? No, you didn't. And that is the end of this tiny dose of supposed comedy for the week. All that's left for me to do is to tell you that the show was written and edited by me, Carrington Vanston. And I owe a big bundle of thanks to Colin Foster, Linda Gagatsis, and Tanya Smith for lending me their voices for this episode. And thanks to you, too, for taking the time to download my podcast. Feedback, suggestions, and paternity test results can all be sent to variety at monsterfeet.com. Hope you got your bandwidth worth, and I'll see you next week. Stepped on more than the four fans permitted by law. Hi, see where you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Take that, Moon. <laughs> I'm trying to sound tough, but I'm not tough at all. Tune in next week when we'll present more of life's little unexpected lessons and we hear uh, <laughs> lessons like you should learn to read. Fun!